Hello, everyone, and welcome to the InSquash podcast. This is Canadian Nationals Week on the InSquash podcast, and we had uh, on our first one, uh, which was episode 24, Sean Delier, who showed up uh, in a big way. And, and uh, today we're lucky to have with us uh, the 2017 uh, Canadian National Champion. Uh, Nick Sackvey is on the podcast today, and uh, we had some technical issues. We tried to do it uh, earlier today, and uh, technical issues uh, on my end, um, not Nick's end, um, surfaced, so then we were able to get back together a little later in the day. He was uh, really nice enough to uh, to do that for us, and uh, we had a great chat uh, about his career, his, uh, his incredible run last year in the Canadian Nationals where he uh, didn't drop a game. I think uh, that hadn't been done uh, since the, uh, the days of uh, Jonathan Powers' domination over uh, uh, Canadian squash when he was uh, at the top of the world rankings uh, or near the top um, and then we go into his days at Cornell um, the unfortunate uh, passing of his father uh, Mark and uh, lots of other stuff I know you're going to enjoy it a uh, great chat with uh, Nick Sackvey on today's uh, in squash podcast all right everybody uh welcome to uh, the canadian theme week of uh the in squash podcast with the canadian nationals being held in calgary at the glencoe club and today we're happy to have on uh, the defending men's open champion uh winner of three psa titles most recently the northern ontario open uh formerly ranked in the, at world number 64 in 2017 and uh He's defending his title uh, this week. He won his first round match yesterday against Marco Torres. Nick uh, Sackvey is on the program. Nick, thank you so much for coming on. Yeah, how you doing? Good to, good to be here. Good to talk good to, to you. Good to be on the podcast. Again. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Second time it's going to be better, I bet. Yes, yeah. We had a little technical issue uh, earlier, a little one, and uh, but we're going to make things right this time. I appreciate you coming back on, Nick. Now, you had your first round match uh, yesterday. It went fairly uh, straightforward, uh, but uh, the next two matches uh, might be a little more challenging. You have uh, Jason Delier, who you, uh, you know pretty well, in the next round, and then assuming you get past him, you have a guy who's probably looking to avenge uh, a defeat in the finals last year, and uh, Mike McHugh. Uh, how do you see these uh, next few uh, days uh, playing out for you, and how are you feeling going in? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Obviously, you know, I'm planning on getting the W in all those matches, but uh, yeah, tonight against Jason uh, is is a good test. Um, you know, yesterday was went went pretty pretty smoothly and didn't really get too much of a uh, too much of a tough match. Not many many hard rallies out there uh, on the glass court. Um, you know, but the levels getting higher and higher each round now. <sighs> Um, and, uh, yeah, I mean, we'll, we'll see how the night goes. I think, I think, uh, you know, I should be fine. What sort of, what sort of game does Jason bring to, to the table? Is he, uh, does he play, uh, anything like, uh, his brother, Sean? Uh, you know, they have similar characteristics, but yeah, he's got his own style. He's his own personality. Um, they both, they both have like a unique, unique style and personality as, you know, as most people know, Sean, um, but he, uh, yeah, he's, he's kind of relaxed, sort of, uh, you know, that, um, I guess like yogi type, type of guy who's really, you know, zen out and focused. He even wears, uh, 
ear earplugs in when he plays squash. So really? so when you see him on the court, he's got these two dark things around his ears, and okay. he silences. Uh, you know, he blocks out all the the noise, which is you know I've never heard. Never seen or heard of that before, right? Have you ever asked him? Um, uh, so that just kind of tells you. Have you ever asked him? Yeah, why? I think a lot. I think a lot of people have asked him why, but I mean that's just you know that's just him. He's got that like kind of quirky, like uh, whatever goofy little thing to him. That's you know it looks goofy to us, but to him it's obviously something. Yeah, whatever works. Uh, that he that he likes and he tried out. And he, yeah, whatever works for him, right? So. And then but, you've got, uh, yeah, yeah we'll, actually, uh, Mike. we'll see how that game, and it floats around. Yeah. Yeah, and then Mike, yeah, me and Mike are, me and Mike are staying together here, uh, oh. actually, at Nationals, and, uh, and uh, you know, we're training partners, so, okay. so me and him, I mean, we both, yeah, we both live in Toronto, me and him uh, train most of the time, travel a lot uh, to similar events, so we, uh, you know, we, we know each other's game, I guess you could say, so um that'll be you know the usual day at the office for us but obviously with a lot more online so um yeah we'll see I mean the glass the glass court's playing really fast and it's bouncy so you know you just got to uh you don't want to go out banging the ball it gets a bit sloppy out there you got to find your rhythm and, yeah. and mix the paces up and, and 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 really use the glass to your advantage right keeping the ball tight and making people really have to scrape the ball off and you know, you can really, you can really catch guys with some, some wide angles and things like, things like that, because it's going so fast through the court. Hmm. Yeah, it's not, sloppy sums up uh, the game that I played earlier today. Uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> now, uh, la- last year, I've seen uh, a few of those. <laughs> last year, obviously, was a was a great year for you at the Nationals. Uh, you won your first uh, Canadian national title without, and uh, without dropping a game. Uh, I guess going into that tournament um, in 2017, you it, it was building up that you were playing quite well. So um, uh, I guess you knew going in that you had a, a, a few uh, great matches in you uh, for that event. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Uh, I was, you know, playing at the peak of my squash career last year uh, at this time. Starting to, you know, your body when you play so many events in a row, your body starts to, you know, feel a little bit, you know, on the weaker side and things like that. But, but for me, uh, you know, I, I noticed, you know, when I looked in the mirror after nationals, I was like, holy, I'm, I'm as pale as can be. I look like I've, you know, lost ten pounds in the past five months. But um, I was playing so well. My, I was reading the game well. I was, I was moving smoothly. My timing was great. My my mix of pace, you know. Sometimes I get into a bit of a bash and and muscle through some guys. And you know, the better guys you play, you can't do that because obviously, uh, you know, that's not that's not the right. true game of squash. Uh, especially nowadays, you know, you can't just can't just muscle through people. But um, yeah, I mean, the the tournament the week before nationals last year, I ended up winning that 10k. Um, and and you know, I played I played some amazing squash. And, uh, you know, leading up to that all season, I was getting better and better. And I was beating a few guys at some of these, some of the bigger events that, you know, I were, you know, 50s in the world. And I was still, you know, moving, moving and moving up in the ranking. Um, and, yeah, and then getting, getting a couple wins against guys either I had lost to in the past or I hadn't quite played yet, but were, were, were ranked higher than me. Uh, I mean, that's, 
a huge confidence boost. I mean, for anyone, when you can beat guys ranked higher than you, uh, guys you've lost to, it just kind of sets a, a new path for you, especially mentally. Um, so, so when I beat Chris Gordon in the semis last year, uh, you know, that was, a, that was a big stepping stone. And, and as well as, you know, taking out Chris Binney in the final. Um, you know, in, and those yeah, guys, you know, I've Ontario. seen them since I was a young kid. Yeah, in the Northern Ontario one in, yeah. in, in, in Sudbury last year. Yeah. Um, so it just put me in such a good path. And then leading up to nationals, I, I mean, in my head, I just believed I was going to win it. So it just kind of came all, you know, and then the draw started mixing around. The, you know, Mike beat, Mike took out both Snell brothers, which was, which was big, especially beating yeah. uh, Andrew in the semis. Because, uh, you know, Mike had never beaten Andrew. You know, not, not, not many of us, uh, you know, take out Andrew on, a, on the day as well. So uh, that was a you know, big thing for Mike and then making finals. And then, and then I uh, took out Sean in my semi, which can always be a test. And, yeah. Uh, and then, yeah, I mean, I was just so fresh and ready to go. Every day my body was firing and I wasn't fatigued and I was ready, so. Yeah, I guess after that, uh, the Northern Ontario Open, as you mentioned, where you beat uh, Chris Gordon, who uh, we all know is a very good player from uh, south of the border there. And uh, then Chris Binney, uh, who's had some good results uh, lately and was playing well. Uh, those are two great wins. And then to go in without losing a, a game throughout the tournament, I'm not sure if anyone's done that since uh, the days of uh, Jonathan Power. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it was definitely... Uh... I think my time to take it and I was just uh, everything I was doing I was so prepared uh, I knew what to do how to especially you know with a lot of injuries in the past I just you know this year I've had a couple but uh, in the past you know starting out for a couple of years I kept getting injured and last year I didn't get injured all season and uh, you know my I just knew how to you know what to do for my body when to when to relax when to you know recover and things like that and I was in a good rhythm and my game was 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 on point, so uh, all I needed to do was make sure I was mentally prepared and, and my body uh, was was good to go and and fired up. And then, uh, yeah, it was uh, it all went hand in hand and it all came together. Yeah, and uh, well, let's let, uh, just take a little look back. Uh, I mean, you're you're only 26, about to turn 27, I think, right? Yeah, in December, I'm a I'm a late one. Yeah, uh, you started uh, in 2014 full-time, and uh, like we mentioned earlier, you got uh, up to 65 in the world uh, last year. Uh, yeah, 64, yeah. 64, okay. And how was it, how has it been, uh, how had it been up until uh, 2017 on on uh, the tour for you? Yeah, um, it was a bit slow getting started. Uh you know, coming back, playing pro squash after university is a bit of a struggle. And then, you know, just getting, you know, I really didn't have anyone there to kind of back me up and in my corner. You know, I had all of my, you know, family and support and things like that, but I didn't really have a coach. I didn't know, you know, how to really train at that high level. I was, it was like I was a junior again, but, you know, you can't be doing that when, when you're traveling around. When yeah. You're trying to, you know, get, get to another level as well. I was, so out of shape when I came back and, uh, and you know, it was, it was, it was hard. And then you, you're getting a couple of injuries here, there. It took me out for months. And then, uh, so yeah, I mean, last year was just amazing. The whole, the whole 2016, 2017, uh, season was, you know, just 
every the ball was rolling. I I moved to Toronto in twenty fifteen in in September. Yeah. And uh, so I had started, you know, I started training there with regular training programs and with some with some of the other pros that were in Toronto. Um, and then you know it just started building from there, my game and everything. And uh, and then last year, you know, not being injured once, having a good off season beforehand, um, it all it all helped me and push me to the next level. And then next thing I had to do was just perform and get the results and. And then, uh, you know, I got a bit lucky in my first tour win. Um, it was in Minneapolis in oh, yeah. November, I believe, or maybe October, or started in November that season. And uh, I was actually in the qualifying the day before, and yes. a couple people pulled out. I got bumped into the main draw, so I was there a couple days early at least. And then I ended up playing uh, Mike McHugh, who – at the time, we were living together as well. Okay. Uh, and we traveled there together. We were staying in a hotel. So it was kind of a funny thing. And so I ended up playing so him familiar, first round. Uh, what's going on now at the Nationals? This is a familiar territory. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then, uh, and then I ended up, you know, beating him, beating another guy. And I was supposed to play Arturo Salazar in the, in the semis. Right. Tough guy. Uh, you know, tough guy, guy to play there. He's a top, fit, top, top 50 guy level right now, guy right now um yeah and he he was injured so he gave me the one game and shook my hand and i you know the whole the whole then i was i was so fresh to go i basically had 48 hours off till the till the finals and then and then uh, one of my buddies juan vargas pulled through qualifying and made it to the finals as well um and i took that one so i got a little lucky there you know with arturo i would say that but uh but but after that event like you know there's nothing like winning a tournament yeah, uh, your first pro tournament, at least for me. I mean, that feeling was I hadn't felt that. I don't even know. Maybe since I was, you know, a junior, yeah. maybe since I was like 18, maybe maybe doing well at world teams and juniors and getting a bronze or, well, that or, seems to be, or uh, winning some seems, other national title. Yeah, that seems to be a common, yeah, so. uh, a common thread. I mean, I had um, uh, John White on the podcast a, a couple maybe two weeks ago and he was saying you know he retired basically from squash in uh forget 1996 and he took a year off he quit and then he came back and won a tournament won another tournament and then it just he just said the confidence started building so uh i mean i guess you 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 went through that last year yeah oh 100 percent. i mean after that tournament when it was kind of weird because I won the finals pretty handily. So I, you know, I was like, I couldn't really celebrate on court. You know, I shook the guy's, the guy's hand. I, the, the, the club was pretty dead. There was maybe 15 people watching. It was at a lifetime athletics club in, in Minneapolis. Okay. And, uh, not exactly. It just wasn't like, it just wasn't like, uh, Oh, you know, like crazy loud cheering or anything. It was just, you know, I walked off and, did my thing I did you know got the the trophy and then afterwards you know I couldn't stop smiling I was calling my brother my mom everyone Um, and uh and then you know it for a week I was on cloud nine I mean everywhere I went in Toronto all the clubs everyone was congratulating me um yeah so it was such it was such a good feeling you know it's never that's I've never really had anything like that and then you know I I thought to myself I want more of this you know like this is why I'm playing I want to be winning tournaments. Um, and obviously that's a 10 K and you know, 
it's a, a good start. Um, but but I, you know, I, you I want you want to be winning bigger events. You want to be moving up in the rankings. You want to be playing, you know, on squash TV. You want to be winning matches on squash TV. You want to be competing with the top guys in the world. So yeah, I mean, I'm at the moment right now. I'm not quite there, but uh, I mean, I have some belief in myself. Uh, you know, with the right the right support and a little bit of a push, um, I can definitely uh, make my way up there. So. Exactly. Well, I mean, you had the opportunity to play against those guys at the uh, the World Teams Championships. Uh, yeah. Here in France, you played uh, Nicholas Mueller, uh, Ryan Cuskley, uh, and uh, the French general Gregory Galche. I mean, uh, Gregory. <laughs> yeah, he's great. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think he's hilarious. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, you'd love to take your game to that next level, and you've played uh, these guys. Uh, what was the experience like uh, going head to head? against the French general and, and the, what do they call uh, Nicholas Mueller? The Swiss, the, the, uh, he has some sort of nickname. Um, and yeah, he has, a, they all have nicknames, all have nicknames. right? Yeah, the Colombian I can't keep up with them half play in, but, uh, uh, but what do you need to do to raise your game to that level? Because, I mean, you, you've played against them and you know, you, you've uh, hung in there with them, but uh, not quite there. Yeah. Um, I mean, a couple things definitely – a bit of, uh, you know, consistency and, and, and more quality in my, my training. Um, you know, those guys, those guys are, are all, you know, they, they've got to a point where they can, I'm sure they work, you know, they all work so hard now, but they all have their systems and what works for them, right? I'm still kind of finding my way, you know, what, what works for me a bit with training and, uh, you know, also, also just having – a steady group of guys around and maybe, yeah. maybe, you know, like I'm trying to find somewhere I can, I'm based in Toronto, but I'm trying to find myself somewhere I can maybe go from time to time or a coach I can see, um, to kind what of, about, uh, you know, push Europe? me into the right, right direction. Yeah. I thought of going to Europe. I, th so this off season, I'm trying to plan somewhere to go. I, I you know, I got to get out of Toronto. I got to get, get to some, uh, some higher level players, you know, you know, at the moment, you know, I've been the, you know, top guy in Toronto for the past couple of years. And, um, you know, right now it's really the main, the main guy I hit with is, is, uh, is Mike um, McHugh. And then other than that, there's just a few guys who are trying to make their way up, you know, in the mid hundreds or two hundreds in the world. So it's kind of, uh, I mean, you could still do so much for them, but it, but I also don't really have any coaching support in Toronto at all. So it's, you know, it's kind of like you, 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 you plan your day beforehand and, and then, you know, you, you've got to find all these guys to hit with all the time. It's just, it's not ideal. And, uh, you know, in well, some, in some settings, perhaps, uh, someone from the English premier league, uh, is li might listen to this and you'll, you'll be getting a few phone calls. <laughs> yeah. I'll see that. I'll see. We'll see. Yeah. I, I mean, that, but, uh, be, that would be an option. I'm sure. I mean, I'm, I'm Oh yeah. Oh, definitely. I mean, I'd love to, uh, I'd love to, I've got nothing holding me back. Uh, in, in Toronto um so it's uh yeah I definitely would you know go travel and live somewhere or or have a spot I can go train for like a month or a few weeks or play some tournaments in Europe for during the season and also go train there beforehand or, you know wherever it might be you know like I, I I'm I'm thinking of starting to maybe go back to Cornell to train with Palmer at um there yeah. at my uh since I'm since I've got that alumni status, um, and obviously he's a 
a great uh, great coach and well, he's going to have quite a few good guys you know, uh, so and he does yeah yeah he's got yeah. he's got some he's got some guys uh, some steady guys coming in he's had some guys in the past um you know like uh short baggy's been going there muhammad yeah. and then uh i think i mean holly holly not yeah a, a lot you know a bunch of the hong kong guys have been there yeah uh some of the mexican guys stopped by um and also uh you know, holly naughton who's the the you know top girl in canada she goes there regularly Does she? so okay. she's always you know it'd be great i could just hop in the car with her and head down um you know we'll see i gotta figure it out i gotta email some people i've sort of been thinking of all these tournaments and getting ready for nationals so i haven't really you know well, you've got a few options. Uh, yet, but you've got a few options to consider. So, uh, and and they're all good ones. So, uh, yeah. Yeah, definitely. I guess you'll probably uh, end up um, talking to your brother, who is your your coach these days. Yeah, yeah, he's yeah. the he's the go-to go-to guy for me. How's that dynamic um, between you and your brother? Um, and what does he do to help uh, help you elevate your game? He's your older brother, right? Yeah, he's uh, he's a few years older. Um, yeah, so we, you know, growing up, he was, you know, giving me beat downs and whooped my ass all the time. Um, and, I, and, you know, you know, yeah, oh, yeah, on and off, on and off. But, uh, you know, I think a little bit of it is, uh, you know, he's kind of living the pro the pro life through me. But, uh, you know, he, he wants, you know, he knows I have the potential and He's, uh, you know, he wants to back me up and, and help me get to the next level. So whatever he can do, he, as limited as it is that, he, you know, living in the States, um, he, he, you know, he wants to help me out as much as possible. So, um, yeah, and he, uh, yeah it's, 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 it's been fine. Yeah. City uh, squash in, in uh, the U.S. now as well, isn't he? Yeah, he's, uh, he's been at a few schools. He's at uh, Dickinson College now in Pennsylvania. Okay. And he's been a head coach there for four years now. Okay. And then uh, he was at St. Lawrence for two years and, and got a and got a uh, education degree there as well for free. And then he was at Brown University as the assistant for two years, uh, which is one of the other Ivy Leagues. And then and then then he uh, yeah he got the uh, he applied for the Cornell job, but Palmer. Palmer stole that one from him, <laughs> and then, uh, which is fair enough. I mean, he's fair got the, the pedigree, but uh, and then pretty, pretty and then yeah, player. now he's been there. So yeah, 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 yeah. So um, I mean, Cornell's—he's got a lot of support at that school. There's a lot of big things to come. Uh, you'll see in the next few years with you know not just recruiting, but but what the squash scenes like there and everything from what I've heard. So yeah, that's pretty cool. Uh, especially if I start getting down there, you know, it'll be great for me. Um, but yeah, my brother, my brother's, you know, chatting with me every day here. Get, you know, he, whenever I'm at events, he's, he's, you know, he's right, he's by the phone to give me some advice beforehand or after just to kind of get me thinking. Um, so, uh, so I don't get into that, uh, so he'll, you know, a game, a game, a game I don't want to be playing out there. But you'll be on, on the phone in between games with him, uh, during the, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. He, they yeah, I mean, I've never done that before, um, but a lot of people do that. I noticed that I, uh, Grammy does it a lot. A lot of guys. I mean, all the, a lot of the top guys. You'll see Shrovegi on the phone with Palmer if he's not at the event or, okay. or whoever, Marwan, any of those guys. They all talk to their, their people from back home there because everyone's 
they're, they're, everyone's on the, uh, you know, the stream and the squash TV these days. We got a stream here at nationals. So my brother, my brother's watching me, sending me some texts throughout the game or in between, I look at it and I send him a couple messages back. Like, okay, boss, I got this, you know, whatever I got to do. Um, yeah, exactly. But, but, but yeah, I mean, yeah, there's not, you know, you've got, especially here, you've got your, your players, the guy, you know, the guys you play on the tour with that, you know, always back you up and, and help you out th throughout matches. But now we're all competing against each other. So it's not the uh, same dynamic right now. No, exactly. Um, yeah. But yeah. So your brother uh, is a Cornell grad. You're, uh, you are a Cornell grad as well, the class of 2014. Uh, now, as, as we know, uh, Amanda Sobey, Ali Farag, uh, uh, Todd Harity, a number of other players have graduated from the U.S. Uh, varsity scene and gone on to re very good uh, professional careers. Uh, what was your experience like at Cornell, uh, both in terms of the squash and uh, college life? Yeah, it was it was amazing. I uh, I started out started out there coming in second year. I stayed home for my first year and went to went to college. I just I had a guaranteed transfer, so I I ended up going to you know wanting to go to Cornell. Uh, they uh, they supported that uh, you know if I got my grades and everything, I'd be I'd be getting in. Yeah. Um. So my first year, I did miss out being on the team with my brother. Um. He was a senior that year, so. I, so I came in sophomore year. He graduated. My sister was on the girls' team for for two years while I was there, and okay. she she had a pretty she she was she was a pretty solid player as well. Um, and she actually works for Squash Ontario right now. So all, my siblings all work in squash right now at the moment still. Okay. Um, but yeah, I mean, I came in just finished World Junior teams. We got the bronze medal, um, which was a huge success. Huge. Obviously, yeah. Uh, for, for Canada. And then, um, you know, I was playing the best squash of my career, you know, as an 18 year old. Um, so I came in, play, played number one at Cornell and had a pretty strong rookie season for, for most, you know, most guys. Uh, and, uh, I, you know, I made the individual finals and lost out to Todd Harity that year. Okay. And our team, our team, our team finished sixth, which, which is, uh, you know, still solid. That's very good. Yeah. Um, you could, you know, could have, could have been maybe a little bit higher, a maybe. Good, a lot of good you know, on there, so. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And then, um, you know, as as the years went by, uh, your body changes. You develop into more of a man, I'd say, the college man. <laughs> yeah. But uh, you know, college you. Uh, it's uh, distractions as well. Oh yeah, yeah, exactly. That's kind of my point there. Um, <laughs> you know, you have a little fun. It's different, right? When you're before, when you're junior and things are. I'd be playing in the summer as well at, you know, European tournaments, the Dutch, the Pioneer, world teams. Um, and then when I was at university, as soon as the season was done, guys didn't really want to train or play squash. And I was kind of like, well, what do I do? So I'd end up maybe hitting a couple days a week or whatever uh, with maybe some weaker guys or if there was, you know, any of the girls on the team wanted to go whack the ball around. Um, and then it was just, you know, it's kind of party season for a lot of athletes. Right. Because, you know, you're not you're – not, going crazy during the season obviously and no. yeah. um and then and then as soon as it's done everyone just goes crazy so <laughs> it's uh but it's I mean, it was a lot of fun I don't regret anything about going to university any of that I mean where would I be now on the squash tour who knows you know maybe uh maybe I would you know I would have been on the tour since I was 17 technically since graduating high school so 
Right. You know, well, that, you know, that would have taken a, a toll on my body as well. You know, um, well, it gave you that experience going, going to college. I mean, that, that didn't have it. Yeah. And I got, there. oh yeah. I look back I at got, those times. Those, those were the best years of my life, really. Uh, oh yeah. I mean, I got my education. Yeah. I uh, had, a, you know, I had a blast at school. The amount of people I've, I've met over those, those four, those, those three and a half years at Cornell. Um, you know, I've got connections because of that uh and friends all over the place um so that's uh yeah i mean what can i say i definitely don't regret it i've had i had an amazing few years and the squash the squash was still uh you know you're still playing high level squash maybe you're not doing the professional thing um you know and obviously as professional but some some people some people are different than others as well um you know with the way they i guess they carry themselves through college but I mean, yeah, it's one of the best times of my life for sure. I'll tell you that. Absolutely. Um, now, uh, now, Nick, uh, I, I want to talk a little bit about your dad. Uh, I mean, your father, Mark, uh, uh, he died uh, in November of 2013. And um, as many people in Canada and Ontario uh, know, he meant uh, a lot to, to those people, to the squash community on, in Ontario and uh, throughout Canada. And, uh, of course, uh, to your family. Uh, uh, tell us a bit about your dad and uh, the influence he had uh, on you and on uh, the squash uh, scene in Ontario over the years. Yeah, I mean, like I mentioned the other day, uh, you know, it's one of those things, you know, you could talk about for an hour and tell 10 different stories uh, 10 different times, right? Um, yeah. I mean, I mean, he did so much in the squash world. I mean, you look at, I mean, the people who know him don't really see him, you know, you don't, you don't look look at what, what he was, but, you know, what he did for, in the squash community. Um, you know, like, before he passed away, he was, he was doing so much uh, nonstop. Uh, he was, you know, the president of Squash Ontario. He was on Squash Canada board for so long. Yeah. Uh, you know, he was running, running things at White Oaks, the, the director of, you know, all the rackets and then the manager. And, you know, he, White Oaks probably had – he had to ten, 10 events a year. I mean, he had to straighten out Matt Easingwood. And then he had to take care of Easingwood, uh, you know, because the guy's from East Coast Canada and yeah, the, he's, a, you know, he needs some, he needs some help. But he needed to mold Matt. He needed <laughs> to mold Matt into a, into a real squash, squash coach. Absolutely. Um, Someone had to do it. And, yeah, and, yeah. Yeah, yeah, definitely. You know, him, him and Matt, uh, you know, got close over the years. Now Matt's obviously well, taken over uh, at White Oaks. I didn't really know your dad because I, I had left uh, Canada in 96, basically. But uh, uh, I, Matt and I are friends on uh, Facebook, and I noticed when it happened, he was devastated. And, yeah, yeah. Oh, and definitely. Were, Matt, were yeah, Matt. Obviously, not only with Matt, but with, I think, all of Squash Ontario. Yeah, Matt. Matt definitely, you know, was a good friend of my dad, obviously, and obviously he he also looked up to my dad as you know someone he aspired to be in 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 his squash in his squash world, right? So yeah, um, yeah. I mean, my squash, my squash with my dad, obviously. That you know, my family, my mom works at White Oak still, actually. Oh, really? Um, so we, so my whole family grew up there. I was in the, I, I was coming to White Oaks in the daycares when I was a little baby, right? So you're um, I was in all the sports camps. I'm a St. Catharines Niagara boy. Yeah. yeah. Um, 
And uh, yeah, I'm not a Toronto boy. Whenever people ask, I, I say, oh, I'm from Toronto, but I'm, I live in Toronto, but I'm from uh, St. Catharines. And if they don't know St. Catharines, I say Niagara. Right. Just right. to let them know. Um, <laughs> but uh, just let, let them know who they're dealing with. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, I mean, um, yeah, squad, I mean, my, you know, so, so growing up through the White Oak system with my dad, my mom there, uh, you know, my siblings were all going through the junior program and everything. And then, you know, my dad went to every junior tournament possible. Right. You don't see many, you don't see many coaches at clubs going to, to every junior tournament possible. I mean, obviously my siblings were in them and myself, but, but he brought, you know, he brought kids. We brought groups and groups of kids to all these tournaments. Um, he was at every one. Well, he, obviously, uh, he laid the groundwork for what seems to be a thriving uh, squash scene there now. Uh, I'm not sure back yeah, then yeah, when my dad was there, but, but I think what Matt's got going on and the team that he has with him at uh, White Oaks, uh, obviously, yeah. uh, he's just picked up where your father's left off. And he's yeah, yeah. There's a, seriously, there, yeah. Yeah, there's a ton of kids in the White Oaks program still. I don't, I don't know how serious a lot of them are. I mean, there's so many, there's a lot of juniors, but I think they're kind of in that down. There's, there's still a few, you know, top kids in Ontario and Canada, but I think they're kind of in that down slope and they're, they're kind of in the rebuilding uh, slope. I mean, of, of things. And I think maybe, you know, in the next few years or so, you'll see, you'll see some of the, they've got a lot of younger kids going out of White Oaks. You'll see a handful of them uh, making, making way on the junior, junior circuit. Um, and, uh, yeah, I mean, at least, you know, from, from what Matt's told me and, and my mom and I, I always, when I get back to White Oaks, usually I'm, I'm out stopping by the juniors and, and I do, uh, I do a summer camp there with my brother and Matt every, every year, the past few years as well. So That's I kind of get a little taste of, uh, what's, what's cooking up at White Oaks. Um, yeah, well, between your, yeah. your dad and, uh, and Matt, I mean, they, they've got, uh, I mean, they pretty much know everybody in the squash scene. And they, he's, I think Matt's managed to have quite a few uh, big-name coaches and clinics and things. Uh, yeah, yeah. No, Matt, so, Matt's, done, Matt's done well. He's, you know, he's, yeah, he's got he's, – he's, he's known – well-known now. He's, I mean, we're, we're being at White Oaks, you know, the be, one of, I'd say the best club, he, one of the best clubs in Canada. Me, so He actually invited me to the – the Jamaican tournament, uh, the Rasta. Oh, the, the, yeah, yeah. the Reggae Cup. Yeah, the Reggae uh, Cup. I think those are vestiges of his past. Um, they, they, I think it's the Reggae Cup now. It was the Dread Cup before. Dread Cup. But okay. someone complained because uh, it was offensive to people with dreads, I guess. Okay. Well, some, some, some crazy lady came right. through and right. I had to make a comment. But, uh, but that's a great tournament. I mean, they have like over 200, 200 people come and play in that. Um, and you know everyone's uh, got the food. Some you know some of the White Oaks is amazing food. They've got all the drinks. Everyone hangs out and stays in the hotel attached to White Oaks. Well, what, what else venue. can you ask for? It's a great yeah. It's a great venue for squash. Uh, I mean uh, Niagara Falls. There, uh, it'd be a great venue. For, oh yeah. For a PSA event, if they could ever uh, manage. Yeah, they do do one. They have one. They've had one in a couple of years now. Okay. Um, in October. Uh, so hopefully, yeah, they'll be doing that again next year. Um, but yeah, we'll see. I mean, it's always great to build the PSA up and make it bigger and bigger every year, but absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. We'll see. Yeah. Now, uh, thanks so much for your time, uh, Nick. I just got a couple, just a couple more short, uh, uh quick questions. I, now I noticed on, uh, on your Twitter feed, you had this, uh, picture of yourself with some black tape above your right eye. 
obviously it looked like you've been, you've been struck by something or someone. What, what's the story there? Was that a bit of MMA or was that on the squash court? Yeah, uh, that was on the squash court. It was uh, a little bit of racket abuse to me, uh, from my opponent by an accident, I'd say. It was more of an accident. I was playing uh, one of my good buddies, uh, Charles Sharps from England, and yeah. I hit I, I had I hit a back end drive and it hit hit the uh crack in the wall, one of those little squirters and uh came out in the middle and he was on his back and turned to his forehand and I was behind him and I kinda put my head in forward, like leaning forward to go for a short ball if he hit it. And he just swung and kinda just the frame chopped down and sliced my eye eye right open, just above my eyelid, uh and uh yeah, it got pretty bloody pretty quick, so I had to come off and get it all fixed up and the doctor put some tape on it. And uh, my billet at the time was a doctor. So he, he, he set me up. And then after the match, I uh, went to the hospital with him and got it, uh, some medical glue in it. And uh, yeah, I mean, it's a beautiful scar now. I try and I actually try and uh, pluck my eyebrow, my eyebrow where the, uh, where the scar is just to show it off a little. I kind of try and keep it pretty. Right. So. No, exactly. So it's, well, you uh, look, you know, add some added toughness to your game. Oh yeah, definitely. I like no, I don't, I don't dislike a, a good scar. I'll tell you that much. Um, but yeah, I ended up pulling out that win. Uh, oh, I ended up pulling the win out there. That's why I posted the photo because I was, uh, I was pretty happy after, and I felt, you know, I looked. My eye was a little, a little puffy, and you know, I had the tape on. I was just letting the people know I got the W. I'm not much of a Twitter, Twitter guy to be honest. I don't, I don't think I. Probably haven't posted maybe since I don't know six months ago, but okay. But I, but I, uh, I'm more of an Instagram guy. But I, I don't know. I mean, with the squash world, as soon as you get a little better and you get you know more supporters, more fans, I kind of limited what I what I post now because I'm kind of a bit you know I I, I like to be a little goofy and funny sometimes and yeah. you know you kind of hold hold back when you realize oh you know I've got some uh, 14 year old kid uh, you know liking my stuff or uh, you know you've got yeah. someone's grandma grandma on there uh you know exactly, yeah. like what what who is this guy right but well, i mean I, yeah it's uh, got a really good idea for your next twitter uh, uh post yeah it, it's this podcast you can the share. podcast yeah. I, that's what I was, that was my guest yeah that was my guest <laughs> i'll share it yeah i'll share it there and some others i i I got more followers on the other stuff, so I could I'll I'll pop it in on one of those uh, right. definitely. Just one more question before uh, before we finish. Uh, you know the MMA. I'm a big fan. You're a big fan. Uh, who do you have uh, in the hopefully the the upcoming? Uh, I guess it's lightweight, isn't it? Lightweight match between uh, Khabib uh, and uh, McGregor. Uh yeah, I mean, I, I had some deep thought last night after uh, after our, uh, <laughs> our tactical difficulty. I don't know. I mean, I did say – I think I did say Khabib, but then we were kind of chatting about different scenarios. Yeah. But the thing – you know, obviously Khabib's just kind of grappled and manhandled guys yeah. uh, in his previous fights. Um, and they've well, kind of got – That guy Barboza was just absurd. Oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, that, that was painful to watch, right? Uh but, but, you know, guys like Barboza are, you know, so they're, – they're so good at attacking, but their defense is lacking. But then Lee against Lee's those guys. Awesome, though. Lee, then, then, Lee, then Lee, yeah, then Lee oh, gave yeah. him a beatdown. Yeah, so that, then, that sort of brings the question, why couldn't, um, why couldn't Khabib stop? Uh, 
I mean, yeah, I mean, my, my, I think McGregor's like positioning, his timing, his spacing—it's all so uh, so well calculated. And yeah. you know, I think I think he if he if he gets off to a good start, he's gonna kind of stun uh, Khabib and you know shut his confidence down and be like, I gotta watch myself, right? Because he because those guys, you know, they 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 ride on confidence as well, right? Just like Absolutely, squash players. Yeah. I mean, you got a lot of personality, though. I, I really love, I love his interviews. Oh yeah, he's yeah, it's great. You know, it's just <laughs> you, such, you a want, such a such a badass doesn't you care, right? To fight me, you come. <laughs> We fight. Yeah, yeah, you, exactly. Right? <laughs> and obviously now, you know, McGregor's kind of been out of the scene for so long, and everyone's like, get you know, get your ass back here. We want we want some more excitement. We, you know, he was the king for, he was the king of uh, MMA for a couple years there at least, and now he's kind of uh doing his thing and you know throwing railings into into uh buses and uh you know he's getting lost, arrested so he's lost the plot a bit yeah but yeah uh, he's he's enjoying the money too much he needs to get that, back in, into the into the spotlight where he's where he's fighting well how about this but, uh, Nick, uh how about this uh the neck uh before the uh the mcgregor uh, khabib fight we'll have you on uh, uh to talk mma Yeah, why not? I mean, I'll be watch, I'll, I'll be watching the the MMA uh, the Liverpool UFC is uh, Sunday, so okay. I hope to be. I'll probably be tuning into that one as well. Okay. Um. Well, yeah, or or you know. Yeah. Maybe sure. I'll start MMA and we can uh, discuss my discuss my my future career. <laughs> There you go, Nick. Uh, thank you so much uh, for coming on uh, uh, after those technical difficulties that we had earlier. It was a great chat. Yeah. And. Uh, All the best in the next few rounds, and you know, good luck going for number two. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, feeling feeling good, feeling ready. So uh, should should be a good week ahead of me. And thanks a lot for having me on the podcast. It was a lot of fun. Thanks a lot, Nick. That was good fun. Cheers, mate. Yeah, cheers. Have a good one. Take you care. Bye bye. Bye. Wow, well, thanks so much, Nick, again, uh, for bearing with me through the earlier uh, technical difficulties uh, earlier today. Uh, that was a lot of fun, and uh, definitely I uh, hope to have you uh, back on uh, uh, maybe in November or a little bit later on down the road to talk uh, MMA and squash. And uh, thanks, everyone, for listening uh, during uh, the Canadian Nationals uh, theme week. Uh, we've got, uh, with any luck, uh, One of the contenders on the women's side of the draw coming on to the podcast tomorrow. So fingers crossed that happens. And uh, so stay tuned for that. And uh, we've got some really uh, great episodes uh, coming up uh, in a few days as well uh, outside of the Canadian theme, which I know you're going to uh, really enjoy uh, those ones. So uh, everyone, thanks again for listening. Uh, enjoy your squash. I hope you play better than I did today. Uh, uh, I won my match, but it was really sloppy. Uh, I'd like to go out and uh, work on my work on a few things. Um, but anyways, uh, all the best in your squash. All the best to everybody at the Canadian uh, Nationals. Uh, good luck to everyone, and uh, talk to you soon. Bye-bye now.